0: Welcome to the FBC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. All right, and here we go. This is Joe Prater again, uh, here with Brother Clay. We're still talking about being self being God-centered, not self-centered. Excuse me. Uh, no, you got it right because that's yeah, how most people are. That's how most people are. We're still in First John chapter two. Uh, it's going to kind of follow up from Sunday's sermon, right, sir? That's
1: right. Well, We're look around. See what's how you going doing on. today, man? I'm good. Yeah, healthy. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy. Uh, you know, COVID is um, is real. I mean, people out there and hearing it, seeing it, knowing what's going on. You know, my yeah. uh, my stand on it's this: man, go talk to your doctor, see your doctor, see what, what they say. And, uh, you know, they're the experts. They're the ones that's gone through, uh, many, many years of college and, um, can, can answer your healthcare questions and, you know, don't be getting on WebMD and all that kind of stuff because, you know, each individual body is different. My, my body's different than your body. Some things that maybe I can tolerate that yours can't, different things like this. And so, I think that's, you know, between you and your health care provider, right? I'm not out there telling people to get vaxxed and I'm not telling them not to get vaxxed. I say, go out there and talk to your doctor, let him work that out with you and, and, um, you know, go, go from there.
0: Yeah. And if you are quarantined, there's many options to it, to, uh, spend time with your church family through this and also mm-hmm. through the services on Sunday. All right. But how's everything else? We're moving right
1: along here man things are good church busy busy that's right really busy yeah. uh, a lot of good activities coming up got a want tos going to start here uh this wednesday, wednesday night um if you got a um uh, a youngster out there from um there till about fifth grade you know bring them on over and we'll um we'll have a want for them, and, and they'll be training up in the word and doing stuff it'll be from six to seven thirty and um uh, mackenzie will take a good uh good care of them and We got Ben
0: Waits coming in this Sunday morning to lead worship. Ben Waits. Kirk will be with his family visiting his his father and his mama and daddy, Mm -hmm. as we say.
1: It's Grandpa's 50th wedding anniversary, I think, is what it is. And uh, I think they're going for that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It uh, is awesome. Ben's going to come in. Um, We're we're also having an appreciation lunch for those that um, have had some areas of service. Um, that we wanted to appreciate, we're going to have a, a meal for those folks, and uh, he'll he's going to sing three or four songs for us in there too. So he'll he'll serenade us a little bit in there for a little while. So
0: that'd be that'd be a good time. It's yeah, a good time. It's a good so if you can
1: get here Sunday, um,
0: get here Sunday. If not, we'd love to at least have you join us online or through some other various methods. Uh, it's on Facebook, I believe. It's also on the website, uh, which you can find a lot of our information on the website. So. Man, 50 years of marriage. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. a testimony. Yeah, that's being God-centered, mm-hmm. not self-centered in the right. marriage, uh, yeah. which is difficult. Uh, we all have our own things we want and, and you know, our own priorities in marriage and priorities in life, uh, whether the hus- you know, husband has certain priorities and the wife, and just getting those priorities to line up uh, is only through the grace of God.
1: Well, like, like these seven self centered sins that we um, talked about Sunday, um, man, a lot of them they they parallel with with marriage. You know, yeah. the first one was was lust. Lust is a strong passion or longing, uh, especially for sexual desires. You know, um, a lot of uh, a lot of us, a lot of people, uh, you know, give into that really easily. And um, I'll throw the me in there since I said me right out the the get-go there. Um, it's that second glance, third glance, TV, when something inappropriate comes on, we, you know, kind of stare at it a little longer than we need to. And, you know, the Bible says if you, if you lust in it in your own heart or, you know, or like that with it, it's just as though you'd committed that sin or, you know, Especially the one where you know we use the, in the Ten Commandments where it talks about adultery and stuff like that, and he says if you look upon a woman in sin, um, you know you've committed the act. So we just don't think about that a whole lot. Yeah, you know the hard the hard thing is 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 whenever we
0: see that, just say a commercial comes on and it's something that's not in our beliefs or or uh, with that that's biblically uh, centered, I guess you could say, or God centered commercial or or even show or any of those things that happen. And it's so, I'm, I hate to say popular today, but it's so prevalent in all of the entertainment. It's very, very hard to find entertainment that isn't. But the the, the neat thing, I guess, I say it's neat, but it is if you're God-centered, the immediate conviction is there. It's just sometimes it's so hard to act on that conviction. It's mm-hmm. so hard to sit there and turn the TV channel or turn the show off, you know, especially say if you followed a show for, for entertainment and that's fine. Look, if you are entertained by books or, or watching a show, as long as it's not consuming your life and, and taking you away from from something else or – but if you – all of a sudden that show you followed for three or four years or three or four seasons takes a turn that you're like, whoa, that is not what I believe or that is not what I think is right – or what God has taught me, and and what is right in the Bible. How many people don't turn that show off? Well, you just threw me a
1: softball, and you didn't even know it.
0: Well, it's it, look in case you can't y'all can't really tell, but look, the air conditioner wasn't turned on <laughs> in this room, and we're both sweating, so we're both kind of looking at
1: each other like, okay. But um, you did because it, we were watching this program, and I'll throw it out there because I was pastoring a little small churches when I first started in the pastorate. And there was a uh, a series came on, which goes back long before the show came out. It's called The Walking Dead. There was a comic book series and all that. There was a series of things that were before the show, right. this new on uh, A&E new or whatever away. they're on right yeah. now. Um, and, and we would come home, man, straight from from uh, First Baptist. Uh, you know, man, we were flying down the, the uh, Diversion Canal, down a gravel road, because it was an hour away from the house, my first church. And... We drove to it and everything, and, man, we'd be busting it to get back, and we, we watched like I said, I think for like two or three years, and they put a scene on there that totally goes against anything in the Bible and uh, totally against my beliefs and what i have been teaching my, my boys what was correct and my daughter uh, about relationships and stuff like that. And uh, when it happened, I turned the TV off immediately, and they all looked at me and were like, oh, come on, Dad. Let's just just pause it and let's let's you know, like let's just let that scene get through. Because man, we've been watching it for years. Let's that show never, as long as it was in in the living room where I was watching and all that. Not to my knowledge, I think we all um, stopped watching it that day. And and that's kind of, I'm not patting me on the back. I'm just saying that's the just what we need to do. Right. I mean, and, we and need to turn hard. It off. That's a that's a, the hard transition,
0: but the thing is, is, is like...
1: Well, think about it.
0: Your kids probably said, oh, well, we, we hear about worse at school. Oh, you think that's bad. You ought to go to school with me. And, but teaching our children to be God-centered in that, yeah, you may hear that, but that doesn't mean you need to partake in that conversation.
1: But not only that, we could, we could also sell it another way, because this is what we do. We justify things as people. We justify it through, well, it's the only time we spend family time together because that was what they were using. Dad, we drive all the way. We've been at church all day. You've kept us down there from 8 o'clock that morning till 8 o'clock that night. Now we just get home. This is how we spend our family time together. Come on, Dad. Please put it back on. I'm like, dude, there's 900 other channels. Let's surf another one. Let's find another program. But that trash ain't coming into my house. And, and, and you know, I think even though that day they were aggravated that we quit watching it, it built respect in them. They said, well, Dad doesn't put up with that. He's not going to stand for that. And, you know, okay, we know but, you where know, Dad stands. And,
0: and this is the other side. I, we may be way off of where we were headed. We can anything, chase a rabbit
1: for a minute. We can chase
0: rabbits. Uh, is is that really family time? Exactly. You know, is that God centered family time, and mm-hmm. and I'm not.
1: But man, that's how I'm, we justify. I'm, I'm the it.
0: one, you know. I, I, I'm over here going, looking at you, thinking, all right, yep, okay. I may have messed okay, I messed that, I missed that mark. But, you know, something as simple as playing a game that's more family time that enger- encourages conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's nothing. Playing cards, you, you'd be surprised what you talk about, and just the atmosphere in a home. I know if we play, uh, phase ten, which I. I don't like playing with my wife because I can't win. Um, I don't know how, but she can come. If you know phase 10, she'll get three or four phases back, and I'm like, yep, this game's mine, and I lose. And I'm not letting her lose because I refuse to just let somebody lose. I'll even beat my kid at a game just intentionally. I'm like, no, you're going to have to learn to play. But it's those fun times. It's that family time that we that we crave. If we just turn the TV off, you know, and and even... Spend some time like that, and then with our families. Well,
1: you know, you're teaching many other. lessons when you have cards. Number one, you're teaching winning and losing. Mm-hmm. You're also teaching, and it sounds so basic, but to count, especially yeah. if you're, you know, playing different games that you know you have to add the numbers up and stuff like but, that. And it's, and it's
0: more so in our in our family. It's more so the the conversations and mm-hmm. the ability to to engage with each other, and mm-hmm. and I think that's where we fail uh, because. To kind of get back on that, it, yeah. you can't watch TV or or some of these other things without the intention of them wanting you to lust over something. And it may not be a a person; it could be a, a vehicle commercial, or it, it could be really any of that stuff. I know I know we're in the that goes more into the idol thing, but you know we're wanting something that we don't have. It, mm-hmm. that that's where that lusting is coming from. Right.
1: So. Well, here's that scripture, because a lot of people, you know, with, with 1 John two fifteen, do not love the world or the things in the world. You know, I, I kind of harped on that probably a little bit someday. You know, kind of. That, that's, that's just a, it's so black and white. You know, do not love <laughs> the things of the world or the things in the world. Right. If anyone loves the world, the Father, the love of the Father is not in him. See, we we glaze so much of this stuff. We need the God of love, he need the God of grace and mercy and forgiveness and all that. Yes, but here's all that if anyone loves the world, the Father, the love of the Father is not in him, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. I mean, it just tells us, man. That's why I'm I'm it's this message is really so black and white to me. Either you're God-centered or, or you're self-centered, and well, it's me, just a warning.
0: Let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. I know that some may be asking this. How, so the things of the world, for the, the newer, would we'll to say the, the newer believers, because that was always confusion as a new believer, and I've heard other people say that okay you say don't love the things of the world well so i should always drive the oldest car or i should always have the oldest clothes or i don't think it's it's not necessarily it's the love of things of the world you can have nice stuff you can you can enjoy things vacations and and vehicles and different stuff but how do you how do you interpret that or how do you do you move for a newer believer you know Yes, you're giving everything up, but you're also blessed with things. But it's I think it's how you use them. I mean, elaborate on what you think on that is because sure. that's a
1: that's a good one. Here, here's a couple things. Um, you know, I'm a hair a bit old school to a degree where I still write checks and I use a checkbook. He does. If y'all trust <laughs> me. <laughs> so I, I, I try, give me a um, how you would track your finances now. would you go online? Would you go to your bank? yeah whatever your bank statement is you know however you're able to view that whether it's digital or like me archaic and and with a a journal with a book you know i can go back and see the thing i'd say this go back through your ledger and see like where you put the most emphasis i'm a hunter anybody that's been around they know i love to hunt um you know how much money am i pouring into hunting um do i have it as an idol do do I uh, you know worship that and stuff like this? See, because we think idols, we go back to ancient days where they actually literally bow down to those things. I think it, bringing into context to our day, it's 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 how we spend time with it. Is it the most important thing? Because um, let's let's use this one baseball. Mm-hmm. It's an inanimate object, right? It's right. It, You know, it's kind of like money. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. Um, So I I guess even bringing it into a sporting event, if, if you're going three out of four weeks on a Sunday to play baseball and to chase it around the state, the country, or whatever, I see I would call that the love of the world because you're chasing after other dreams, other things, and, and you know, because it, it, it's really not going to just be on Sunday because a lot of people, well, I can worship on Tuesday. I can worship on Wednesday. I can, you know, a lot of people justify all those kind of things. A lot of people say, I can worship God out in the deer stand. I can do it on the lake. Yeah, okay, maybe. But how about corporately coming together? You're not getting that same atmosphere of where you're coming together, you're worshiping, you're, you're in one spirit, you're one accord. That's where you're... You, it's, it's it's what you love. I mean, I think that's you know kind of where it is. If if you're spending more time with, with those things in the world, um, than you are with God, I, I'll give you another for example. I used to be I used to like to read magazines. I like to read like, um, those hunting and fishing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know all right, how's that guy tracking that deer? Okay, how does he know which uh, valley to hunt in? Or all man, I was reading, reading, reading. And I wasn't hardly ever touching my Bible. That, to me, that's a red flag. I was spending more time thinking about hunting than I was thinking about God. More time, I wasn't praying. I was chasing this deer, trying to figure out how to be the best deer hunter and all that. So I think all that, like, you know, having to have the best gun to go deer hunting, you don't have to have the best gun. I mean, a, a bullet's a gun's gonna kill if, if you shoot it in the right place and mm-hmm. and, and do all that kind of stuff. It's it's though if you're if that's your main worship,
0: it's not it, saying you can't have the best gun. It's just where no. are you putting your emphasis right.
1: on? Uh, Here's the deal though. Let's say the best car and the best house. Let's say I could go out and buy a four hundred thousand dollar house and a I was gonna say a fifty thousand dollar truck, but that's nothing now. That's, I think they're yeah, about that's eighty. A,
0: that's a used truck. Yeah, that's a used <laughs> one.
1: So I got an eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollar brand new Z seventy one and a, just a plush house with a pool, and, man, everything's great. But I'm so strapped in debt that I can't even give to a missionary that comes in that is out there sharing the gospel and and, and investing in what really matters. And I think that's really the bottom line. If we're so caught up in the world, we can't give to, to missions or to a, a building. You know, if we were, we're not, thank God, in a building program or something like that that's why a lot of people say, I can't tithe. I'm so strapped that I can't even tithe. Well, God didn't put you there. (laughs) You put you there. Right. Self-centered, God-centered. And I I do know this over time because it says test me in this and try me. If you just say, you know what, God, I did put myself in this. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell that brand new Z71 and I will step down into a a more used model, or something that's not as fancy, or excuse me, whatever, and and so then I think that's when the wheels start turning different. Your thoughts change. You you could downgrade and all that kind of stuff. And then see, but we don't want to do that. We want to say, "Guy, I just can't do it. You you bail me out of the debt that I'm in. Then I'll then give we'll to talk. you." Yeah, and, that and that's not that's s- not how it works. It's Not sacrifice. You put yourself in the junk. You know he he sacrificed on the cross gave you life and and, and gave you redemption and all that um so I, I think that's if I was talking to a, a young believer a new believer I'd just say where are your priorities where's your heart where's your love where where, where are you the most invested in and um man I, I really I mean, you can have those nice you things, can have but nice it doesn't things. need to be the consumption of your life I know a I know a guy that is a multi-millionaire God has blessed him beyond measure. But I'm going to tell you this, he's one of the best givers that I've ever known. I've heard people say, man, if God would just bless me where I'd have this money and everything, you know why he don't bless, bless you most of the time? Because he knows you really won't give it away down Barbering. the road. Yeah. You'll hoard it, you'll, you'll hold on to it, or you'll buy more things for you. He knows who he can trust his money with because when they were broke, Back in college or getting out of college, those kind of things, or even a kid growing up, tithing on their tooth money and their birthday money and all that, he saw back then that hey, that they'll 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 uh, they'll be good stewards of what I give them, and and you know what, he'll slip that little extra into you. I'm not saying he he tempts you, but he tests you, mm-hmm. and you know if you pass the test, maybe he might. I'm not a health and wealth guy, so i just I'm gonna, I'm gonna clarify that really quick. I don't believe in seeding the ministry, and then God's going to do something supernatural. I'm just saying, be faithful all the time with what you have. You don't have to seed anything; you yeah. just be faithful what He gives you, and and uh, you'll, you'll see. God. I mean, that's
0: evident here with some of the folks here. I mean, we we are we're doing we're doing good, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. for the current times and everything. We're able to actually expand our ministry without this you know, the the seeding of a ministry or right. anything. It's just a natural thing that's happening with God's money and what Amen. He's laid on believers' hearts here. So Amen. even with this, you know, with what we're doing now, this yeah. was just a, a vision. We were like, hey, man, let's try it. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's getting there. And it's not huge, but... Uh, it's getting out there, and that's that's the thing. We're getting the message out there, and
1: it's being faithful with the things we have. We didn't have to spend any extra money or anything like this. Nope. You just use what you already have, and you're trying to expand the ministry. Let's let's kind of click through them a little, little real ahead. quick, because I, I, I don't want. Yeah, we got off a little bit. It's hot in here. It's but, hard to think. Yeah, but lust. <laughs> we were talking about lust in Second Timothy two twenty two. Flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. So that just kind of ties that bow back on that young member, uh, new Christian, stuff like that. There, you know, pursue righteousness, pursue faith, pursue love, pursue peace. See, all those, all it, like in now in our day, in our time, Christian morality, beliefs, and convictions are so counterculture to the world. The world would never tell you these things. The world would never tell you about sin. For one thing, it's not going to tell you that um, you know about loving God, putting Him first, and all that. It's always telling put you first, give in to you, meet meet your lust, meet your dreams, your desires, and all that. Um, That was that one I was telling you about a minute ago. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery in his heart. See, that's where many of the sins are. They start in the heart. We'll kind of go a little bit quicker. But uh gluttony, man, we, we don't touch on gluttony. We don't talk about overeating, over drinking and all that. We we just um we just glaze that stuff. But it really it, if it's in the Bible, it must be important, right? Right. Especially if God tells us these things. Um we forget a lot of times. You know, I was looking at first Corinthians here. Therefore, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Um, the other one. It was Philippians, whoever, whose end is destructions, whose God is their belly. We don't think that our bellies are our God, but we just keep pouring in. If it says I'm hungry, well, man, I, I need that triple layer chocolate uh, fondue, chocolate, do whatever, you know, dessert. No, you don't. Right. You know, we, we got to treat it like it is a temple. We can't be letting our belly be our God and stuff like that. So, uh, didn't hammer on gluttony too much, um, Cause it's touchy. I mean, you know, that's we, a hard one. It's a hard one. I mean, one. you got to
0: yeah. you got to have you got to eat yeah. to survive. Right. But you know, a lot of times people that goes back to what you said earlier. Look at if you're spending if you're spending your money on food and more than just what you need. You know, you got to have the best of this kind of food or the best steak all the time, and only the best type of macaroni and cheese in my house, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're, if that's where your concentration is, is that that's considered that gluttony? If you're always going out to eat because you like that, you know, I would think that that's, and you're overeating. Yeah, you know, a that's lot it. of times you can.
1: Well, a lot of times, I, I know some folks that I know that are a little bit overweight. Um, we call it because I've got one really close to me. We call it sneak eating. You know, it, I hate to say he because it kind of gives it away. <laughs> But, it, you know, he'll, man, Christy will cook a big meal or something and whatnot, and she'll lay it all out there, and he'll be, oh, I'm really not all that hungry or whatnot, and he'll just kind of nibble and whatnot. Next thing you know, he's down there, you know, at a, at a local place eating and then having the, the ice cream and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's hard, man. It's hard. It is. So, but greed's the next one uh, excessive pursuit of materials, you know, that that's kind of material goods kind of what we've already kind of been hammering on, you know, just got to leave that all that greed alone. Um, Here's one, because I I had a church member kind of give me a shout after the service and everything, struggling with some some, um, anxiety. Philippians 4, 6, man, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. You know, a lot of times we don't you know, I, I had COVID this last year in November. How many times do we thank God to give us COVID? Thank you, Lord, that that I have this. Thank you that it's going to make me stronger. Thank you that I know how to cope with it, how to go through it, how you got me through it. I survived right. it. I'm healthier now. I'm stronger. Um, you know, I said this Sunday, and I, I believe this in my heart, many times sorrow brings people to salvation they go through a sorrowful event something that's brought them much hurt much pain loss of a family member i used it sunday i won't bring it back up but you lose a family member next thing you know you're searching for answers you're looking for you know heaven hell uh, and, and then the holy spirit starts dealing with you in different things so people can be saved through these times you know I'm I'm not gonna go into it. I was gonna hit on COVID a little bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from it today. Uh being lazy what was number four. Um you know, laziness or failure to act, utilize one's talents. That's a huge sin that we don't really talk about a whole lot. Being lazy. Um it calls us a body that we're a body of Christ, a body of believers. Well, if I don't use my arms and do things um you know i won't have muscle mass you won't have good strength and all that kind of stuff you know if you just sit around and do nothing you tend to lose it was that a saying remember i was saying something about use it or lose it yeah you know you're you're um you're a deer hunter like me too i I believe you shot some clay targets a while back if you're not shooting a good bit and using hand-eye coordination and you lose you know you lose it And, and and the same thing if we just sit back, we lose that desire. We lose that gift that God's given us.
0: Well, that goes, you know, the when I look at that use it or lose it or, or mm-hmm. the gifts that God's, there's a whole series on spiritual gifts and gifts that God's given us. But that's like someone that is really good with kids and not being a volunteer to be a Sunday school teacher or at least support the mission of reaching children. You know, everyone has their talent. I don't care if... You're really good at coordinating, or really good at just keeping the roll book. You just have this this knack for the numbers or whatever. If you're not using that, are you uh, basically you're going against the what God has asked us to well, do? Well, He's
1: given you that talent. Yeah, you know, if you've pursued it for four years in a college to be a teacher, and and some go get their masters plus thirty their doctorate, all that kind of stuff and you you're not bringing it back to that that's the perfect one that you talk about to a young christian right there how do i know what my spiritual gift is a lot of time it's what you already occupationally do i mean you're already right. gifted at it that was like for all those years i was in the restaurant business um for 10 years of it man i catered i don't know how many meals at the church for cost or or for free or stuff like that that we did different things because it was my it was the talent that I had and uh, we were able to you know do a, a big meal on Wednesday nights man we'd fry catfish we'd have we'd do two three hundred plates of folks coming in there buying catfish so they could eat and then going into Juana's and help serve and and these kids would, would be able to do their Juana program and all that just a talent you know that's why I always tell it to me, that, that's a – like we talked about that softball a minute ago for a teacher, any teacher. Right. You know, you can teach kids, you can teach adults, and, and there's plenty places to teach. And you know what else you could be? You could be a substitute teacher yeah, that floated through all the adult program because teachers take vacations and go out of town and stuff like that. You know what happens a lot of times? Everybody shows up in there and they don't even have Sunday school that day because mm-hmm. the teacher – and nobody in the class wants to step up and and take it. So, all right, we'll move on to wrath. The next one is it was wrath. Is a strong anger and a hate towards another person? I don't really think today we need to explain that one a whole lot, give a bunch of scripture that goes behind it. But, you know, I don't know how Jesus did it when it says that he went in the temple, put together a whip, flipped over tables, Money changers ran everything out and didn't didn't get angry and didn't sin, but it's biblical, so I'm rolling with it. Yeah, he must have did it in a way that I couldn't do it, loving in a loving way. (laughs) I lovingly punch you in the face right now, but yeah. Anyway, well,
0: you know, I mean, we it's that goes. Parents should be able to relate to that. You know, you that's hard. It is that's hard. Yeah, to especially whenever they've been testing you, um, and then you go. Oh, okay. You know, go common line in my house. I'll tell it, and I ain't. I'm not ashamed of it. Is you want to act like an adult, I'll treat you like an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, you come at me like an adult, I'm gonna come at you like an adult. So be careful of the way that you act. Right. But wrath is a hard one. I mean, that's oh, yeah. it's it's hard, hard, hard. That is a hard one for me, especially once I throttle
1: up. Yeah. You know? Well, the the uh, the line on it was this: it says, "Patience cures wrath by." one first understanding the needs and desires of the other before acting or speaking that would help if we would just consider what's going on what's happening and oh, uh, before we act or speak oh that's that's <laughs> maybe that's yeah. how we can do it
0: yeah my wife tells me that all the time number you 6
1: just... envy his intense desire to have an item that someone else possesses um you know that's why i believe that we're not i believe it it's in the word of god that we're born sinners, and no one has to teach us how to be stingy, how to be, um, you know, envious of other people. You know, when you sit down two kids and put them in a thing and you give them one toy, somebody's saying, mine. Right. Nobody had to teach him, say mine, and, no. you know, they they fight over that kind of stuff. So, you know, just some good, uh, the good things here. And the last one is pride, uh, an excessive view of oneself without regard for others. I tell everybody, I tell it from the pulpit a lot, pride is a sin that I deal with a good bit, um, that I pray through and ask the Lord, because I don't want to be a prideful person, but it's easy to be. It's putting self first. It's um, saying, I deserve that. You know, I don't deserve anything. I deserved hell, death, and the grave, but Jesus, right. by grace, through faith, saw it differently. Yeah, pride is pride
0: is a difficult one uh, for a lot of us. You know, we in in my profession my full-time profession we really enjoy what we do mm-hmm. and there's a lot of of others in there that'll do the well look what I did or look at this but we have to understand it's a group effort and and we say hey look we did this but then um uh, where I'm at in there now is is I've realized that I don't have to be acknowledged in my actions because the actions and the the fruits of the labor, I guess you could say, is what satisfies me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, but it's taken a long time to get to that. It's part of growing up and being mature. Age and maturity. And yeah. and un, unfortunately, we got to grow up at some point. But yeah, that that pride is probably
1: that one what, gets everyone. Probably what ties that bow on what you're saying is humility cures pride. Yes. A lot of times we have to. Of course, you and I age. We've we've lived a little bit. We have kids. We've gone through some things. But humility, being humbled a few times along the way, it cures that pride. And, right. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good one. We gotta we gotta pull down the ego, pull down the boasting, and all that kind of stuff. You know why these are called seven deadly sins? I'll bite. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's because we have to die to self. Yeah. And nobody wants to deny themselves. They are prideful. They want to put self out front. They want to, they, they, you know, I use this one. We talked about that 50 years of marriage. A lot of times why marriage ends in divorce was the first one we talked of. Flee youthful lust. Lust. A lot of times we, we throw our marriages to the wayside And chase after that lust. We chase after those things, and you know, always heard a saying: the is the grass greener on the other side. You know, a lot of people think that. You know what? I've always been told. I've heard somebody else used a different analogy than what I used. Um, I I heard an old preacher say one time. He said, "You know why it's greener on the other side, son?" said, "No, sir. Tell me." He said, "Because it's got a whole lot more manure over there." and we don't think about that we just think about what we see with our eyes green pasture looks good i'm going after it vibrant all those different things well, you can't
0: get caught up in the fence unless you stick your head through the fence
1: mm-hmm, yeah so if you don't stick your head through the fence you won't get caught up don't in the fence stick your head in the fence but that's the deal man a lot of them we just we need to die to ourself. uh we have to crucify ourselves we've heard that that scripture and that was the next one was um That that Mark uh, 8.34 tells us, When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Dude, is that not counterculture or what? Deny self? You said it perfectly a minute ago. What is the commercials and the, the shows? We've heard it forever. Sex, sales, lust, mm-hmm. all the f- desires of the eyes. Get off that. Go to food. We, we talked about gluttony. Why at five, six, seven o'clock are you seeing Applebee's and uh, Longhorn Steakhouse, Dairy Queen, and Burger King? And then they hit King. you with
0: food and lust in the same commercial.
1: Exactly, yeah. and And it's because you're hungry at that time. Right. You know, why don't we get hungry for God's Word like that? Why, 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 why are we not desiring the things of God? Because we don't want to deny ourself. We're right. Most of the time we're self-centered and not God-centered. So the, the final point a uh, Sunday was, you know, walking in the light because he's in the light. You know, the light cures most sin. If we get in the light, it cures it. Um, if we're in God's Word, we're praying, we're seeking after him. He exposes us. He exposes sin in our life. He exposes that lust. He exposes that greed. And, um, you know, we can be like King David after he had, you know, botched it up pretty good. You know, created me a clean heart, oh God. Restore the joy of my salvation. If you're wondering where that's at, that's Psalm 51. Get in Psalm 51. You messed up, we all mess up. Get in there and let that just cure your soul. You know what? We can turn from sin and self today, and turn to Jesus as our Savior. If we're not born again, if we're not a believer, and if we are a believer and we're backslidden, we're you know living with somebody, um, sex outside of marriage. Um, I mean, we can go on on and uh, greed. If you're slothful, if you're lazy, and you're a believer, you know all we have to do is repent, confess, turn our ourself back to Him. And we restore that relationship. You know, the real neat correlation with
0: being in the light, if you've, if you've ever been sick in the darkness, you stay in your bed, you stay in the house trying to get better. What's I know when I had the quarantine and, and COVID and everything, it was my desire was to just sit outside in the sun. Vitamin D. Getting the vitamin D, right? So that's what the desire of my... My body was, or my head was like, hey, look, I feel bad. I just want to sit in the sun. How many times do you feel bad? You just want to sit outside in the sun, or you just want to, you just want to be in the light. You know, you don't like the darkness. You just you can't wait for the sunrise. Uh, how many times have you're, it's, it's neat, because how many times do you get sick in the middle of the night or have a headache or whatever, and, and you're sitting there looking at the clock going, if only it was daylight, if only there was light outside, I would feel better. I know that it would be better. It would make things better. If we look at sin and we look at this, these seven sins and if we look at our separation from God like that, if only there was light, you know, how much would it make it better? Well, it makes it way better. That's the number one thing. And that's what, if, when I'm when you're feeling bad, you're just like, I just want to go sit outside on the porch. You know, if it's raining, you're like, man, I wish the sun would come back out. You know, if it's cloudy, everybody's like, man, I wish the sun would come back out. You're depressed in the winter. Man, I wish the sun would come out. Well, I wish, I, I, there's times where I wish that God would come out, which he, he is. I'm not saying that he's not there, but I, I long for the sun. I long for, in, in more than one way, you know, I long for that light, long for that peace and the comfort that you get just from the breaking of a spring sunshine from the the threat and the the snow-covered winter you know it, we can't wait to get outside so we should be wanting to seek God like that we should say hey look I'm sinning I'm a sinner I can't wait to get in the Bible or get in the presence of God I, I,
1: well that's why a lot of lost people come to know Christ they want, they want hope, they want absolute truth. They're seeking something at a point, and a lot of times they they get in that word, um, and and they they don't know maybe why or what or what or not. But they're wanting truth, and they're wanting her. The the world's looking for hope. They're looking for truth, and a lot of times they'll get in that word, and it gets into those dark crevices, those dark places. The light, you you nailed it, man. The light exposes darkness. The light exposes sin. And and people deep down, because we have a conscious, conscience, conscience, you know, I can't even say the word. I don't know why I can't I can't either. But I'm from Conscious. Conscience. They 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 walk through that and they and they they know. Lost people know, especially early in when their conscience is not seared to the hard, hard, hard part of life. But Man, when you sin and you know, you like, oh man, I just messed up. And David said, "I sinned against you and you only. Sinned against the God." And um, that's what happens. A lot of people get in that word and they'll see they sinned against God and they turn turn to Him alone as Savior. Well, man, it's been good to to get in here and look at this. It's been a and good day, long I, day. Hope you stuck with us. Yeah, I prayed um, this week. If, if anybody's wondering where we're going, uh, obedience. You know, I I'm, want. I'm, I think we've heard a lot of word through the years and through a lifetime and, and Sunday I'm gonna bring out it's time to obey it. It's just it's time. It's that warning. One more warning. That's
0: good. Can't wait till Sunday.
1: Yes, sir. Man, it's been good hanging out with you. Good talking with it. I know we like I said went a little long today, but it's neat. Right, I think it's a good message and
0: I think that somebody needed it. And uh if if you're listening and you feel like you know someone that needed it. Um, you know, feel free to share it. Absolutely.
1: So, man, it's it hot in here. It up? Oh, it's hot. I'm going to pray. Yeah, we're and, starting uh, to sweat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. We get excited and start thinking about the things of God and talking about the good things and, you know, just kind of get, get pumped up and get fired up. and if you want to hear some more of that, come on a Sunday and uh, you, you'll hear me <laughs> full stand <laughs> or go to the website and go watch some of our our last uh, yeah uh, web videos and stuff like that. Yeah, let me pray and you you tell us anything else we need to right. know. Father God, we thank you for the day, Lord. Thank you for one more warning, Lord, to uh, uh, understand, to hear and to see. And Lord, help us to uh, crucify our flesh. Lord, help us to pick up our cross daily and walk with you. And Lord, the world tells us so much more that we deserve it. It's ours. Take it. And Lord, the Bible is so counterculture to everything that's going on right now. So God, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen
0: all right visit us on our website www.fbcblanchard.com you can find all the information there links to this podcast links to the previous podcast also to our services as well as email addresses contacts and a map to get here so we hope to see you sunday pass this on to a friend we look forward to talking to you next week And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, Please follow us, like us, so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know, 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fbcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.